All right, before we get into this episode, after I recorded it, I found out that Trump was indicted. So I'm adding this part here at the front where I say, ha ha, nanny nanny boo boo, they got him. Or maybe they didn't. An indictment isn't the full thing, by the way. This is only the part where they're saying, yeah, we, get, we got enough evidence to say this dude messed up. That's, that's really what an indictment is. So, uh, should be exciting in the time to come. In the meantime, please enjoy the mediocrity that is my State of the Podcast episode. Beginning in three, two, one. Welcome to the show. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Ruben's Ruben Uncut's State of the Podcast episode. Don't know what I'm doing, voice. Basically, I'm taking a moment out to once again reiterate my mission statement for this podcast and also how it's doing so far and where I'm going with it in the future. Okay. So first up, anyway, what do I want to take out first here? All right, mission statement. The point of this podcast is for me to do whatever the hell I want on it. I'm going to try and swear a little bit less, but uh, in all honesty, uh, swearing's just part of being a millennial, man. Like, I'm sorry. I've been one of my fans, whom is awesome, not, not going to say that, but they're an older person. And they keep getting on me about my swears, and I get it. I get it. They say I have a lot of great commentary that they think could be good for young men to hear. Or teenagers. I don't actually know if they specified gender. And I get it. This, uh, this makes it less accessible because it makes you uncomfortable for them to hear it. That is unfortunate because this is the type of podcast that young people have to find for themselves. Parents look irresponsible letting their kids listen to R-rated stuff. I get it. I get it. But as a, as a millennial, I also believe that that's huge huge waste of time <laughs> uh your kids your kids are probably swearing up a storm behind your back that is it's it's a weird restriction on language and i know you think it makes people sound uneducated however studies indicate that swearing is actually normally attached to a high intelligence because People with high intelligence often see through the more arbitrary limitations on society, like swears. But like I said, the mission statement for this episode is for me to do whatever, whatever I want. Talk about whatever I want. Talk to whoever I want. Watch or listen to whatever I want, you know, within the range of the law. And whatever Spotify's TOS is, as far as I'm aware, I've never violated Spotify's TOS. They have because they have not, they've never flagged any of my posts. Uh, YouTube has been concerned about some of my posts. Uh, 
one of my posts got marked uh, for as restricted to only people who are 18 and older. And for a moment, I thought about hot fighting it, but then I was like, nah, the episode where I talk about penis pills, eh, you know, maybe people, uh, okay, arguably some teenagers maybe need to see that episode to get some, some wisdom, but but uh, by and large, it, it's hard for me to say that that episode isn't, you know, an 18 plus type of deal. So that's another thing. Been working on the YouTube. I uploaded the. Uh, actually, you know what? I should check. I should check how that sounds on Spotify. Also, now that I know on YouTube, it sounds like crap. One of my Jordan Peterson videos. When I was editing it, I got it up to a point where I could hear it acceptably because uh, there was a, a sound recording error. But uh, now that it's on YouTube, it's even lower. Uh, and I'm like, ah, oh, fudge. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to monkey around with that, see if I can get it to work. It's a shame because it's now my most watched video. And I know why the retention is bad. Oh, 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 disappointing. But hey, I'm working on it. The YouTube's very much a work in progress. Okay, I'm working on it. I don't currently make any money off this. So, you know, my, I got to prioritize other things in life. Got to prioritize. So I got to prioritize some other things. You know, that's just the way it is. That's, that's called being an adult. It's called being an adult. It's why very few rich people uh, it's, it's why a lot of people who are raised rich uh, struggle to be an adult, actually. Because they've never had to prioritize things due to the restrictions of capitalism. Where was I? Uh... So, yeah. Spotify numbers are going up. Got, um, haven't hit 100 yet. That's what I'm aiming for. They don't go up as fast as I'd like. But uh, fingers crossed that uh, that uh, I will eventually get enough advertising money to, uh, you know, not need to subsidize my life with, uh, with Snap. Come on. Subscribe on Spotify. Get me off the Snap, people. Come on, conservatives. You want people off welfare? Hate listen to me until I can afford to live. I, 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 as far as I'm aware, no one currently hates me, which is so disappointing. You know, because you can get people to hate you. You can get famous real easy. Facts. Although also I'd rather people didn't hate me. But you know, if I actually, if anyone actually starts listening to this thing and I take off the ground, get off the ground and such. Uh, well, that then uh, statistically, there's going to be some people who uh, listen because they hate. That's uh, just the nature of the beast, so to speak. So you got to accept that on a certain level. You guys got to remember that uh, they don't have your perspective and they uh, probably don't understand you. I will say that's a big problem I have with uh, the right wing these days. I, every time I hear them talk about the left, it's like, okay, are you, are you just lying or do you, 
literally have this incredibly poor of an understanding of how leftists think. Like it's 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 pretty amazing. Like they just they give every leftist intention like the worst possible faith read. Like it's 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 absurd. It is absurd. Like oh they want free stuff. No, that's that's stupid. I that's not what we think at all. Oh, dirty hippies, go live on a commune. Do you know how hard you have to work to live on a commune? A commune is a planned community, okay? People don't live on communes that don't work on the commune. That's how communes get shit done. Commune hippies are the least lazy hippies in the world. With the most lazy, of course, being trustafarians. It's easy to dress like a homeless person when your parents are rich. Let's just say that, okay? It's okay, okay? Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you like wearing those clothes, Trustafarians? Yeah? The other people are dressed that way because they live in their car. Thrift store clothes, y'all. Thrift store clothes. I'm just making jokes about hippies now. Uh, where was I? Right, right. Um, we're trying to make more video content more often, uh, you know, because it's it's easier to do with you. It's easier to do the, the YouTube thing that way. So otherwise, I gotta do all this extra editing. So other side, I'd have to say I think the state of the podcast is pretty good right now. I'm moving in other directions. I gotta, I gotta get. I gotta get off my ass and and get more guests lined up. I've been meaning to talk to more people, but I've been kind of busy lately. But uh, I'll be talking with Joseph Lewis again. I know, Ruben, you're talking to Joseph Lewis like three times this year. I know. Well, yeah. Well, I think I have an interesting conversation with Joseph Lewis. So there. Also. Uh, I think we're talking about cartoons, so that should that should be fun. Because Lord knows I love the cartoons, which reminds me, I have not watched more of the Care Bears recently. Um, I hate meaning to go back to it, but I've also been thinking about the Care Bears episode that I made a lot, and I've realized that Care uh, Bear is pretty very pretty deep. Because as I've gotten older, I've definitely become more positive. I'm not sure how this may have affected me psychologically or if I meant, was it good that I became more positive? Did I, or is my complaining something psychologically important to me that I've now suppressed and no longer know how to tap into? I mean, I occasionally get to tap into it when I'm complaining about bad movies, but like, I think I even like movies more than I used to. Like back when I was all dogmatic and I changed too much from the book. Uh, I complained about movies all the time, but uh, as I gained a better understanding of media and how to adapt a story, it, it became harder and harder for me to judge a lot of choices that movies and TV shows made that I might previously have been disgruntled by. One exception being the show The Runaways, previously on Hulu, 
probably now on Disney Plus. Actually, it might still be on Hulu because Disney owns Hulu also. But The Runaways, I, 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 I never finished it because I never, I never finished the second season. But the first season, like, underwhelmed the shit out of me uh, because they dialed down all the all the great superhero character stuff. And they upped all the WB teenage drama, including having characters have, have way more sex than the comics and have sex sooner. And uh, I don't know. I it was it was trash. And the reason it was trash is because they ruined the entire concept. The entire concept of the runaways is that the, the kids find out that their parents are all super villains with different unique powers. And then they made the show and they just were like, hey, what if the, what if the parents were just all crazy scientists instead of unique different pairings of supervillains? Yeah, the one girl's parents don't have to be time travelers. They can just be genetic engineers. Yeah, that's where they got the dinosaur. And, and, uh, and the, the witch couples, not, they're not witch and warlock anymore. Now they're like, uh, well, maybe, maybe the wife's a witch, but the guy doesn't do anything now. Okay, I'm getting sidetracked. The point is, the point is they, they were Batman beginning it, and they Batman beginned it too hard. They were like, take out all the fun stuff. But it's like, the fun stuff is the entire concept of this comic. And, and, and this, it being a story about kids who run away because they find out their parents are in some weird uh, fucking Scientology-esque cult instead is honestly a huge disappointment. Just absolutely awful. Where was I? All right, back to the podcast. Let's... So I'm going to continue to make the podcast. Uh, so far, no conservatives have threatened my life, so I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good there. Actually, I am doing relatively well. Been having a uptick in my mental health recently. The medication seems to be working good. Improv stuff is is going pretty well, which is cool. Overland Improv Conference is in May. And I'm actually going to be playing on the pro night this time, which is sick because we should have been on the pro night friggin' years ago. Is that besides the point? Overly imp improv conference is dope as hell. So the way I look at it is, I don't know if you've ever heard this expression, but the first 500 paintings are practice. So when I think about my podcast, honestly, I'm looking at it the same way. I'm looking at it the same way. The first 500 episodes of practice. And hopefully, by the time I get to episode 501, I'll know what the hell I'm doing. You know, because that's, that's the dream, right? Living the dream. So there's, there are some things that I've been thinking about doing with the podcast that I haven't done yet. Thing number one, and I love feedback on these things. If you'd like to give me feedback on these things, 
Uh, thing number one is that I might, I think some episode, I mean, I've already technically done this, where some episodes of the show will essentially be works of, of, uh, of fiction. Uh, so my goal, so my goal is to, so, well, I mean, it's not really a goal, but I'm going to continue to make episodes like that. And I, I might even get a little bit more ambitious with it. Uh, if, if I'm being honest. Um, so that's one thing to look forward to. Uh, oh, here, let me give you my John Wick 4 review. Okay, as I said, I was going to do it in the last episode, and and I didn't. And this is it's not going to be a long review because I mean I I love I, I'm probably going to do an episode that's all about the John Wick series at some point soon here. But the thing about John Wick Four is that like there's not a whole lot I can say about it without spoiling it because at the end of the day, it just a hell of a ride. If you have not gotten into the John Wick movies, I definitely recommend them. Uh, like 100%. Like, are they are they loud action movies? Yes, totally. But they are they are action movies. First of all, they're they're an action. They're a series of action movies that is that is ultimately about grief and grieving, uh, loss, and about how. And about unintended consequences um, for bad behavior, and it, it tells the story of a man whose whose wife has died of cancer, and when she dies, she arranges for a small dog to be gifted to her to her husband, John Wick. Shortly after John Wick is robbed and his dog is murdered. But the one thing the audience and uh, the dog murderers don't know yet, John Wick's not just a regular dude, even though he married a beautiful regular woman. John Wick is the hitman, the hitman the Russian mob used to call Baba Yaga. And so... John Wick goes on a murder spree to kill to kill the kid who and his and his mob buddies who who murdered his dog and stole his car. And this escalates and this just leads to a series of consequences that escalates over the course of four movies. The most recent of which just came out in theaters. Now, the first movie is pretty self-contained. And the movies that follow are sort of about the consequences of the choices that John Wick makes. Because, they're, because you can't just stop killing people for a living and then kill some people and not expect the people who used to work, you used to work for to notice. So, John Wick 4 is before the fourth chapter in this illustrious series, finds John Wick trying to find a way out. 
if he can challenge a member of the high table, because another thing that the John Wick series is good at is world building, to a duel, he can go free. And there's a bunch of hoops he has to jump through to get his to get the agreement to the duel. But in the meantime, it's pretty much it's definitely the greatest action movie I've ever seen take place in France. Although the movie doesn't only take place in France, it also goes to uh wait, romance Rump? I forget where his family is. Maybe they say in the movie. I can't remember. But it like spans Europe and even Japan. And there's it's start in like near the beginning, there's an opening sequence in the in like the Middle East. And the only thing you really need to know about the John Wick movie is that it has some of the best action sequences since like the Matrix. And the whole mate and all the kung fu movies that came out around that time. It's that kind of good. Like, this is arguably like the number of lessons that movies can learn about how action can look from John Wick. This is the next step. This is the next logical conclusion. And it is brilliant all the way through. Keanu Reeves is an amazing badass. And it's like it's it is literally like violent ballet. And the incorporate like the term I would use genre-wise is I would describe it as gun foo. And that's not far off because throughout the movie, John Wick does this, does this interesting series of essentially ties Brazilian jiu-jitsu takedowns into like shooting people in the head while they're both on the ground. It's it's wild. It's it's got some of the most amazing. It has some of the best action scenes I have ever seen in a movie ever. And all the characters are fun in a very like grounded but at the same time comic book way. It's I I love the John Wick movies. I don't care what anyone says. They're awesome. They're also really the only only franchise that's keeping Lionsgate in, in line with the big boys these days. Since that Divergent series tanked and they ran out of Twilight, they ran out of Twilight and Hunger Games books to make into movies, although there is a new Hunger Games movie coming out. I forgot about that. So yeah, movie reviews will continue on the podcast as well. Um, so... And you can let me know if you think this is lame. But uh, so one of the things that Spotify is always talking to me about is some type uh, of including some type of subscription to uh, to for fans of the show. There are this is a thing that every once in a while they'll be like, hey, have you considered doing this to monetize your podcast? And and. And I don't know. I'm not a big fan of paywalls. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really into paywalls, but I understand the justification for it. But like, I wouldn't want to just paywall my regular show. You know what I mean? Like these episodes, and maybe even the episodes that I make that are going to be fictional. I wouldn't want to paywall any of this. I, I want this to be available 
to anyone. However, I did think of a thing that maybe, because of the extra time that would be involved in doing it, might justify paywall. And um, let me tell you, tell, let, let me know if this is a thing that you think would be cool. I'm thinking about recording some movie commentary tracks, essentially. So it can be like, you're watching the, Ruben, the movie with Ruben. And uh, basically, I just record my, I would record my, I would record my own, I would record my voice uh, watching the movies. And, uh, well, I would record, I would record myself talking about the movies. I would probably focus on like the various meanings that I've drawn out of the movie or my complaints or the things I think are great about the movie. And, uh, so yeah, so basically if uh, people who wanted to subscribe for membership would have access to these. You could watch movies and I'd even be open. And if you're a subscriber, I'd even be open to like you suggesting movies you'd like to hear me uh, do commentary for. So, uh, so yeah, that's just a, that's a th another thing I was thinking about. Like I said, every once in a while, they're just like, hey, have you thought about doing this? And I'll be like, okay, Spotify, I don't know what I would put behind that paywall. But, you know, maybe this, because it would take me, it would definitely put some extra time on me to like, because I have to, I would have to watch the whole movie. <laughs> maybe more than once. And, uh, yeah, and I'd have to watch it with like headphones on so that I could record my voice. So without the movie playing in the background. And, and I mean, you'd have to like rent or, or, or own the movie or stream the movie that uh, like you'd have to get your own copy is what I'm saying. But uh, so that's just a thing I've been thinking about. If there's any interest in that, please let me know. It'd be fun. Might do it. I might do it. <laughs> I know I might do it. And uh, I mean, in all honesty, I'm not even, in my personal opinion, that subscription wouldn't even be worth it until like I, put out at least a few of those commentaries but you know like i shouldn't de-incentivize people to pay uh, i'm so so bad at capitalism but i really can't afford to be i can't afford to be bad at capitalism it's just my socialist soul i guess at some point in the future the, the economy will be based entirely on advertising It'll just be people paying to advertise on other people's platforms to advertise about other people's platforms on other, or on other people advertising other people's shows on their show, advertising another show, advertising another show. That's the future I see coming. And people who hate commercials will have to pay. That's the unfortunate future. I'm not talking about my show right now. I'm talking about the world we live in. I don't plan on at any point uh, making anyone pay to hear my regular show. Oh, but hey, um, I also, you know, if you own a small business or something, I would uh, definitely be, uh, I'd be down to uh, advertise your business on my show, you know, for an exchange of currencies. It'd be dope. Give me, uh, give, drop me an email at Uncut. You would like me to uh, shill your products. Uh, Sina, I do. There are some products I will probably have more reservations 
about deliberately hawking because, you know, I care about that kind of stuff. Uh, so like I said, the plan is to continue to grow, continue experiments, get better at this, um, engage with an audience more. I am thinking about, I'm thinking about, I might record some episodes live. This is the thing I'm considering doing. I have to think of a, I have to decide on a platform. I already have a YouTube channel. Maybe I'd do it there. You know, there's, there's a lot of things I'm considering like this. Um, if you have, you have any, uh, any feedback on these things, like I said, uh, told you my email there, rubenuncut at gmail.com. Uh, I'm, a thing I've been thinking about doing is going on, there's this, there's this new streaming service called Kick. And uh, I've heard an interview with the guy who runs it. He seems okay-ish. Um, but I'm thinking about going there because it might be a good place to try and talk to troubled young men. Because everything I've heard about it so far makes it sound like it's going to be that kind of place where troubled young men are going to flock to watch dumbasses like Aiden Ross. If you, if, heard, if you heard me say the name Aiden Ross and you didn't know who I was talking about, don't worry about it. He's not worth knowing about. <sighs> but he's over on kick. So I might go over there, see if I can give some good life advice to some at-risk youth. And by at risk, I mean at risk of becoming red coat douchebags. We gotta look. There's only one thing we, we gotta. We gotta. We on the left have to be a little bit more open to white dudes. I know. I know. Us white dudes. We we suck. But also, uh, we are normal human beings for the most part. Everybody sucks, really. Um, but if, if we don't start setting good examples and talking to young white men, and also, I mean, this type of problem doesn't just affect young white men, to be fair. It's a lot of, of at-risk youth and other groups and other ethnic demographics besides the white man who all need good leftist conversation you know it's it's something i've become increasingly more concerned about and you're probably going to start hearing me talk more and more about it i mean i already technically talk a lot about it because it, it's not good that men the young men and boys are being taken in by the likes of people like andrew tate and jordan peterson it's not good. It's not good for us. It's not good for society. It's not good for them. So I need, I feel like we need to talk to these young men. We need to do something about it. It's, it's, they, we are, we are in a way failing. So what I'm saying, I guess, is that don't be afraid of being the cool parent, older sibling, or grandparent who sneakily turns your kids on to a podcast full of swearing that's right my podcast full of swearing because i might swear but i am going to be a much more positive influence on your kids than aiden ross or jordan peterson or andrew tate 
or any other number of these unfortunate red pill lunatics who view sex as some type of market-based exchange. It's not good. It's real not good. So I'm going to keep talking about those grifters. Now they'd be grifting all the time. I mean, we just... I've, I've talked to a lot of people who joke around that I'm kind of like the anti-role model, but I don't necessarily entirely agree with that. I mean, first of all, yes, I do have a lot of life experience with bad decisions involving uh, drugs and women and stuff. This is, this is totally true. More drugs than more bad decisions that are drug-related than, than women-related, to be honest. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah. This hypothetically makes me a bad role model, quote unquote. This also gives me a lot of lived experience that I can honestly talk to people about that uh, other people might not feel comfortable talking about. I am an open book of bad decisions. And you can learn a lot. You can learn a lot from a person who has made bad decisions. Because the person who's going to make a lot of bad decisions is the type of person who thinks, I'm only going to make good decisions. <laughs> and then you make some real doozies. Hubris, man. Hubris will lay you low. Hubris is about the arrogance of man's perspective. And I'm using big M man there, which means mankind, not just people who identify as men. Because the word man might used to actually be a broader word. We've gotten real. We've tried to get real specific in the last couple of decades. And I think, uh, I think there's a lot of blame to go around on that, to be honest. Definitely, uh, definitely some reactionary issues with it. Uh, feminists might bear a little of the blame, too. Hey. I agree with feminists most of the time. I'm just saying. No, all ideologies have issues and all ideologies are dangerous. However, you can never escape ideology completely because even the idea of rejecting all ideology is ultimately itself an ideology. All right, well, there's no reason to drag this out. Let me just say, let me just say, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please let me know you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, please check out the YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe both wherever you're listening and on YouTube and possibly Spotify. It's Ruben Uncut. Ruben Uncut, wherever you're going. All right, now as a bonus to this episode, I'm going to attempt to recreate... The first sketch I ever plan on having on this podcast, except uh, the recording was so bad, I was like, nope, this, this level of technology is no good. I'm going to have to wait to make my podcast until I have a better way to record, because it sounded like trash. So please, enjoy the mascot meeting. All right, everyone. All right, thank. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've done it. I've I have solved our dilemma. Very soon, we will all get to go home, and the new mascot for our sports team will have been selected. 
I figured it out. I figured out how to make everyone in this room happy. It's going to be okay. We can stop having this conversation. It's going to be great. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present to you our new mascot right here under this curtain. And behold, this is our mascot. As you may notice, it is a blue stick figure. Um, and the name of the team will now be The People. All right. Now I'm going to be taking any of the stupid fucking questions you morons have for me. Okay, let, let's hear it. Uh, I don't, I don't get it. What, what's, what's the point of this? Well, Carl, I'm glad you opened your dumb mouth to ask me that entire waste of time. The idea here is that it's the least offensive thing I could possibly think of, okay? Okay, this was incredibly difficult to arrive at. We have been in this office for three goddamn days, just going back and forth over trying to pick a mascot, okay? All right? And let me tell you, it has been hell. It has been hell. Please raise your hand if you have any questions. All right, Douglas, let her rip. Well, I still think that we should have gone with the Aborigine. You see, Douglas, that's that's the problem right there. What 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 the fuck is that? What, you you want the team mascot to be an Aborigine? Like what, what? Are you even hearing yourself? We had you about this for hours, and you still don't seem to understand why no one is cool with that. But we're not, okay? We're not no ethnic mascots. We've been over this a million goddamn times. I don't care if we're thinking, I don't even care if it's a white ethnicity. We're not doing it. Yes, Carol. What about the animals? We could have gone with one of the animals. Could we have? Could we have, Carol? First of all, Carol, let's talk about that for a second. Okay, first of all, your... First of all, your side of the table didn't like any of their ethnic choices, and I got that. But every time your side of the table, Carol, would suggest an animal, their side of the table would come up, would start asking me the bitter question of, but what, what ethnic voice should the animal have? Which, by the way, Douglas, completely undermines the entire concept of why we would use an animal. And then Carol, on your side of the table, once we started agreeing it would be an animal, we went back and forth, back and forth for hours about which animal was acceptable to exploit. And then Douglas's side of the table kept complaining that the animals were too gay. And I'm sorry, Douglas, but no one else is seeing this. No one else knows what you're seeing there. So therefore, we are going with the people. It is simply a stick figure. It has no gender. It has no race. It stands for all of us, the people. 
Yes, Stephanie. Well, I couldn't help but notice that it is a male stick figure. What tells you that, Stephanie? What tells you it's a man stick figure? Will it, will it, will it, it, is it because it doesn't have the dress that we arbitrarily assigned stick figures on it? Guess what, Stephanie? Everyone can wear pants. It's just the stick figure wearing pants. And if you're gonna say boobs, Stephanie, then I'm, I'm gonna have to point out the fact that we almost never draw boobs on stick figures in any situation unless we are 12 years old and have no access to the internet, okay? So moving right along, this is the perfect mascot. Yes, Stevens. Well, maybe she was assuming it was a man because you chose the color blue. Uh-huh, Stevens, way ahead of you, okay? That's why we chose eggshell blue because the effeminity of eggshell blue as a shade of blue makes it more ambiguous. A stick figure could be anyone. It is the perfect mascot. I am tired and I want to go home. Does anyone have any other questions? And let me just say, if any more of the questions are in any way negative, I am going to throw someone through a plate glass window of this high rise skyscraper, okay? So from now on, I just want you to know, this is what we're going with. This is a decided thing. So I don't wanna hear any suggestions for changes, okay? Carl, what do you got? So it just seems to me like uh, the people sounds a little left leaning. Aren't we afraid of alienating the conservative uh, ball fans? Ah!